It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. A lot of, a lot of light. What's happening? Just there we of, go. Oh, that's better. There we go. Okay. Except that you can see that our brown books are messed up. Our yellow books have a stack, and purple, we only oh. have like nine of those. What are people going to do if they see the total chaos of I our really, colored I, bookshelf? I really have been meaning to use this time in quarantine to um, reorganize the colorful books, but it's low on my list. I'm going to be honest, it's low on my list. Let's get our priorities in order, Rachel Hollis. Uh, it's Thursday. Speaking of priorities, I went on a run this morning. We went on a run this morning. I went and, on a run with you this um, morning. I had to stop running because I thought I was going to pee my pants. So that happened, That's happened a couple times. It does. Normally, I do my runs. I just want to like share this in the world because I know that I'm not the only one who's ever pushed a baby out of her body and had this happen. But... Um, normally I do my long runs, um, out on a trail where there are bathrooms and now obviously in quarantine, we're just running around our neighborhood. There are not bathrooms here. So if you also occasionally do exercises that, um, make you think you're going to pee your pants, you are not alone, my you're friend. Normal. You are not you alone. You are not <laughs> alone. True. Um, guys, I'm feeling better. I know yesterday I was in a bad mood. You may have witnessed I was in a bad mood. I was grouchy. Had some hormones going through my body in an intense manner. But it usually takes about one day and then I just regulate. Are you back? I'm fine. I'm back. I'm back and I'm better than ever. Yeah. What does this have to do with my hormones? Like at first I thought you were going to play like back in black or something. It just makes me feel the way I want to feel. Were you ready to do this? Okay, calm down. Act the way you want to feel. Act the way you Act want to feel. Act the way you want to feel today, guys. That is what you are going for. Today, you are going for, even if you don't feel like it. Even if you don't feel like it. You're going to act like you feel like it. You're going to act like you want to show up. You're going to act like the best version of yourself, even if you don't feel like it. Because we are at the start of a road that is long. We are at the start of a road that's gonna get dark, that's gonna be hard, headwinds are picking up, and yeah. you're gonna have to, like, the habits that you can really establish right now, well, it feels hard, but is not yet actually as hard as it is going to be, that's what's gonna carry you through. Yep. All week long, we are talking about this idea of perspective. Perspective in uh, the season that we're inside of with everything that's going on with the virus and quarantine. Um, and today on the Rise Together podcast, Dave interviewed an incredible guest about this idea of perspective in inside of relationships. You wanna talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so Catherine <laughs> Schwarzenegger-Pratt, she's gonna join us in two seconds. She uh, wrote this amazing book about forgiveness. and. Uh, it was in our conversation that I realized, oh my goodness, there are so many things in forgiveness that are about perspective because you have to just embrace a whole and total different perspective to actually choose forgiveness because forgiveness, it turns out, is a total choice. All right, let's see. We're going to see if we can find Catherine and bring her in here because I don't want to do any injustice by trying to talk there about... There it is. There it is. Oh, ooh, ooh. come on. Bring her in. Bring Catherine in here. 
We're going to talk about uh, all the things with Catherine. She is like one of the nicest human beings I've ever interviewed in my entire life. So, I mean, at least there's that. What is the book called, honey? Hi. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy morning. And to you. Where are you? Where are you located now? Where are you in quarantine? I'm in LA. You're in LA. Santa Monica area. Okay. So you've got so the it's beach. Not, not a terrible place to be in quarantine. That that is real. <laughs> that is real. Catherine, first of all, it's nice to meet you. I have not nice had the to chance to you. say hi to you yet. Uh, everyone is asking, what is the name of the book? Oh, the book is called The Gift of Forgiveness, and um, I talked to your wonderful husband about it, and uh, it came out. Uh, perfectly the week that we all went into quarantine yeah. so that was as did uh, as did Dave so it has been a really interesting trip of moving everything and getting creative which is like a fun silver lining but it's a book of 22 interviews uh, that I did with different people about how they've practiced and struggled with forgiveness in different ways so it's a, it's a fun project why why the topic of forgiveness why is this something that you wanted to dive into well, I was struggling with forgiveness a lot in my life, and I kind of was trying to figure out, uh, you know, different ways to get guidance in my forgiveness journey, and I would go to, to church, I was looking at books, and I would go to therapy, and I found that the most helpful way to get advice in my forgiveness journey was just talking to other people about their experiences and their struggles, and, um, and because all of our forgiveness journeys are so different you can kind of pick and choose what you want from everyone's experiences and story. And so um, the book is filled in that format, which is 22 people's stories that are all very, very different. Um, and they have all dealt with forgiveness or continue to struggle with forgiveness in different ways. So, you know, if you read the book that uh, you can hopefully relate to at least one person's story in the book. What I, what I found like super interesting and as much as like, yes, Catherine and I have these books come out on the same day and every single plan that we had for our books has been totally <laughs> dashed. We've also had to adopt a perspective of the timing being perfect for the books releasing exactly. in this window. And I do think that there is something in each of these stories that will be super applicable for everyone processing this quarantine, this virus, this change from every single thing we thought it was because every single one of us inevitably is going to process all of this in a totally different way. And yeah. in the same way that each of these forgiveness stories show that there is no one right way to experience forgiveness or process forgiveness, that perspective is a gift because it gives permission for anyone who is on a forgiveness journey to do it their way in the same way that us being in community in this season where we're going through what we're all going to go through together, you're going to see everyone process this quarantine and this grief and this virus in totally different ways and hopefully a way that gives you permission to experience it in your own way. That's part of why I thought the perspective conversation was so timely with you today. Yeah, I think also it's interesting to see um, a lot of people who are reading the book, reading, you know, my book, probably your book too, in this quarantine time, who said that they never would have picked it up prior to quarantine. So I, I agree that this is, interestingly, while it was a definite throw off, I think probably for both of us to have, you know, our book tours, you know, postponed and, and we have to change it a little bit. It's, um, it's amazing to see how many people are deciding to do a lot of inner work 
uh, for the first time in their lives because our lives are so fast paced. Now we're all forced to sit at home and to stop and pause and get creative about life and also to hopefully give ourselves time, some people for the very first time, to do a lot of work on ourselves on our like inner homes that we not we probably would not have given ourselves permission to do in our fast paced life prior to this experience. Yeah, that's so real. I was I'm I'm thinking about in my own life how much more often I'm talking to family members than I normally yeah. would, right? And these are people, not all of them are people that I have a super great relationship with. And so it forces you to look at the relationship because exactly what you said life isn't going as fast as it did so i'm just sort of sitting in my thoughts and sitting in the need to unpack why this feels strained or why there's tension here so i think there's something if you're watching us right now and you're experiencing something like that in your life maybe it is this journey that you need to go on and i love the idea that when we're unsure of what to do, we can model behavior. And your yes. book gives so many examples of behavior to model. Will you tell some of the stories? Because they're incredible, like very incredible stories of people that you would never expect would have forgiven someone in because of what happened. Yeah, so I mean, there are 22 people in there, but some names you'll recognize and other names you won't recognize, and everyone's story is equally as inspiring. Um, the book started off with Elizabeth Smart, who was my very first interview two years ago when I started doing this book, and um, and a lot of us know her story when she was you know kidnapped when she was younger, and she was held captive for nine months and then returned to her family, and she talked to me about forgiving her captors, which... I had read somewhere that she had done, and I just thought that that was the craziest thing for a lot of us who would even, I mean, it's just such an insane thing to think about, and she spoke about her forgiveness journey really beautifully, and um, and her parents saying to her, you know, that when she came home, that uh, not to allow these people who had taken so much from her already to take any more of her happiness in her life moving forward and to forgive them and move on in your life to the best ability that you can and to be happy and to be free from that. Um, Scarlett Lewis lost her six-year-old boy in uh, the Sandy Hook shooting, um, and she talked about having forgiveness and empathy. Sue Klebold is the mother of the Columbine uh, shooter that a lot of us are familiar with, and she has a very interesting perspective on forgiveness as well. Um, Lewis Howes, who we're all aware of and friends with, and uh, Devon Franklin. There's a really, Tanya Brown, who's Nicole Brown Simpson's sister, talks about familial forgiveness and how that's different for every member of the family uh, and how everybody goes through their journey on their own and in different phases so it's it's an interesting uh collection of some people who forgave immediately in an instant other people who have taken 30 years and some people who are still in the process of forgiveness and it will forever be an ongoing process so i think it just shows you how uh complicated the topic is but also how great it is because there isn't one right or wrong way to do it there's only your way to do it yeah so Catherine is the guest today on the rise together podcast we talked for almost a full hour about <laughs> all of this conversation and one of the things that was like a gift even though it's frustrating if you think that there at the end of this book is going to be a simple answer to how to forgive easier or the way that it's going to work for you because of the way it works for people who forgive well there isn't there just isn't a one-size-fits-all but I found that that was a gift again that just says hey 
Every one of us is on a forgiveness journey that is going to be different than everyone else, but maybe through the gift of the perspective of other people's journeys, you may be able to see for the first time some aspects of your own that change the way that you think about forgiveness being possible in your life. And so if you are interested, listen to the Rise Together podcast today. It's a fantastic conversation from a fantastic human. And we are grateful, Catherine, for you to be able to be here today. Thank you so much for hanging out. Have a great day. Of course, anytime. All right, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. So again, that was Catherine Schwarzenegger-Pratt. The book is The Gift of Forgiveness. Our whole conversation is on the Rise Together podcast today. She is awesome. Uh, and check it out. I just, I think like in a season where we are given this opportunity to focus on what really matters and the blessing now in some time where we can slow down, the idea of is that grudge, is that thing, does that relationship that I haven't really addressed the fissure inside of, a thing that I ought to maybe spend some time on, this may be one of those silver lining gifts that this time that we are in the middle of affords us. Absolutely. It's, and, and I think the thing that people miss so often is that forgiveness is not ever about the other person. It's something that you do for you. Yeah. Uh, if you're holding on to grudges, if you're holding on to pain, and like I'm preaching to myself right now, and, and that that you're holding on to something, and it's not actually hurting the other person. It's um, pain that you're carrying around in your own heart, or anxiety that you're carrying around in your own gut. And when you are able Gosh, to I'm so sorry. release that, I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> when you're able to release that, um, it just ha- it's an incredible gift that you give yourself. And so, if you're going to be in relationships, some people have things that have happened where it isn't safe to still be in relationship with someone like um, maybe your parents or siblings or whatever that it's actually healthier for you to not be in relationship with. Um, And we're not suggesting that you are in relationship with those people, but there is a way that you forgive them for you that has nothing to do with them. If there was a theme that came out of our conversation and in the book, it's that forgiveness affords you the opportunity to reclaim your power from the transgression, which is a beautiful thing. And Um, She does ask every single one of the people, and we talk about it in the podcast, about the idea of forgiving and forgetting. And uh, that's not a real thing. I mean, there may be a handful of people that, yep, can forgive and forget. But really, forgiveness also comes part and parcel with uh, some new information on how to create boundaries inside of a relationship or a better way to move forward so that you are also protecting and taking care of yourself. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Come on. People are worried there's something wrong with my hand. What's wrong with your hand? Oh, you got glove glove no, hands. No, just wearing a shirt with thumb holes, everybody. Oh my goodness. Just wearing a shirt with thumb holes. It was cold outside. I went on a run. You do it like this. It's like wearing mittens without wearing mittens. It's all, everything's okay. Everything's great. <laughs> all of these have a very long buildup, but it's... This is a good one. Too loud? I gotta get an earplug. I'm gonna get a single earplug. And every day I'm just gonna... You know what we should watch? Is, is, um, is the one show with Jack Black... The one, the one where he's a teacher. Oh, I like that one. Is School that of Rock. Is School of Rock like one of those things that had kids in it but was really for adults? Or is it appropriate for kids? I think it's okay. This is my song. 
When I ran the marathon, uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC. Come on. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, take your hats off. Now Please rise. For your Los Angeles Lakers. <clears throat> Please welcome at 5'2, 126. Oh, you gotta pounds. act like you wanna feel. Yep. Yep. Please welcome. I don't know a position. What's a position in basketball? Center. Center. Rachel. Rachel. Elizabeth. And I'd have like some special dance, hand clap, throw chalk or whatever, like LeBron. Let me tell you the truth. What's the truth? Real truth, real talk. What's the truth? Remember yesterday I was telling you guys I was having a hard day and that I just, I'm just gonna like stay in it and keep with it. I really didn't feel better until about 3 p.m. Yeah. So it took from going through my morning routine, sticking with my plan. I got about 10,000 hugs from yesterday. From yesterday, I got about 10,000 hugs from Dave. I I did every trick that I knew of to pull myself out of the funk that I was in, and I felt better at about three. Yeah. Um, but I just want to make sure and say that because. It would be very easy because we're talking so much about this idea of joy and positivity and perspective. It's very easy for people to look from the outside in and think that we're wired different or think that what's going on in the world doesn't affect us or think that it doesn't make us anxious or think that it's not hard to have our kids here out of school and be working from home and all of these things. It certainly is. It's just that we keep fighting for the place we want to be in instead of allowing what's happening in the world around us to move us into a, a location we didn't choose. Here's, here's part of it, and just in like full transparency, as people are going to be hit with new realities, yesterday, the declaration from the governor of Texas was that there is basically no leaving the house unless you're going to a grocery store or a pharmacy until the end of the month. That declaration was made on the first day of the month. And so we, in real time, were processing this reality of, oh wow, this is gonna be here for a while. And as much as we'd like theoretically come to grips with it being here for a while, the practicality of it being here for a while was heavy. And the thing is, there are some things that are going to come up because like we have been saying, unfortunately, the next two weeks are going to introduce things that, this is like we're going in to have a child and someone is trying to for the first time tell you what it will be like when you bring a baby home. There is no preparing us for what we're about to go into. Yeah. And so unfortunately, it just means that, guess what? There are gonna be days where you are introduced with a new reality of what this means for us, and it's probably gonna take you just a little bit longer to get out of the funk of the morning. It's gonna yeah. take a little bit longer to get yourself back into your, into your thing. But you gotta stay connected to what are the things that you need. For me, again, it was my, my Muse music yesterday. For Rachel, it was just staying in the rhythm. Mm -hmm. But being in this community, committing to these five to thrive, doing some work that you know hopefully has you representing when you are struggling so someone can come alongside you and normalize that, hey, you know what, it's okay. Don't you worry about it. This too shall pass. Uh, it's gonna help you get through it all. Well, and I think the thing was we had made the decision to self-quarantine three and a half weeks ago. Yeah. So we have already been doing it for three and a half weeks and then it's like, oh, now that the state is making it mandatory and there definitely was a moment of like, oh, crud. I saw this meme that perfectly explains it. Someone said, I feel like the kid in kindergarten who keeps losing recess time because the other kids won't follow the rules 
And it's like, that's what's happening with quarantine is that some people are following the rules and some people aren't. And so the people who are following the rules keep losing resources or access or whatever because other people don't listen. I'm just like, all right, it's fine. It's real. It's real. And the thing is, it's going to keep happening. So what if you fight right now? What if you fight for the ability to rise above and reach for positivity and reach for joy? I did an interview yesterday with... uh, Greg McEwen, who wrote Essentialism, which you heard me talking about a few weeks ago, and one of our upcoming themes for the Next 90 Challenge is what is truly essential. This is an incredible time to figure out what is essential for you. And I, oh my gosh, it was such a good episode. She came out of the interview and was like, I got my notes. I took a full (laughs) page of notes while I was interviewing someone. That does not normally happen. But um, he was, I was, I was saying something to him and I was talking about like being joy and being, you know, positivity and this is what it is and I'm just blah, blah, blah. You know, you know me, you know what I was doing. And I said, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound like, or I know that sounds like Pollyanna, but, and he said, have you ever read Pollyanna? Have you ever actually read the book? This is good. And I was like, no, I'm not sure that I have. And he said, in the book Pollyanna. She turns a negative to a into a positive at least a hundred times. At least a hundred times in that book, she turns a negative into a positive. And people sort of make fun of this idea of being a Pollyanna. But he said, someone who can turn a negative into a positive cannot be defeated. Someone who can turn a negative into a positive cannot be defeated. And he's like, that is a superpower. That is not something to be ashamed of. That is not something to apologize for. That is not something that other people get to make fun of. If you can do that, if you can do that now, it means that you can do it in any circumstance. And he was talking about something that his family had gone through that was really difficult. And that because they had walked through this really difficult thing and they had learned to choose joy even in the midst of that, that what was happening for them now felt not like they just felt like they know what to do. They had muscle memory. They knew how to do it in hard times. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's us. That's our adoption process. That's us being a foster family. That situation that we walk through as a family and figuring out how to choose joy in that hardship is why we get to sit here for you now and be like, come on guys, let's go. We're choosing joy. We're moving our bodies. We are teaching you the things that we did as a family to navigate a very difficult season where we felt completely out of control of the lives of our family. So there's something to it. And if you build this muscle memory now, you will have it forever. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you that this is not the last hard thing that's ever gonna happen to you. Just because you walk through this, just because you go through this quarantine, just because you lost your job, just because it hurt your business, just just because does not mean that six months after it's over, something else bad, that it might happen again. Something bad is going to happen. Always. It's going to happen, but the way that you create the skin to handle hard things or pivot quickly when hard things happen, that's gonna change your life. I, I wanna say this too, because you hit on it yesterday. I, we're gonna just, I think, be a broken record on this. I saw someone ask the question, or earlier in this in this conversation, like when's the time to start looking for a new job? When's the time to start working on the side hustle? Like, is it, it should we should we? And I'm like, right right now. now, right now, right now, right this second, because the idea that you have the luxury of waiting until things go back to the way they were, they're not no. going back to the way they were, but also 
my argument would be even outside of crisis, you should always be thinking about what your next job, what your next opportunity, how to like read the environment or think differently about the way consumer behavior is changing. Like if you are not creating a plan right now for how you're going to make it through the next 90 days, yeah. but also the next two years, right? If there is, if there were ever a gift that could come out of this, you now have the freedom and the urgency to think about how you do what you do, how you earn money for your family, how you show up in this world without any of the things that previously defined how you so did good. it being attached to you. So good. You've got to be thinking about that today. I have to say too, you know, for for my small business owners who are watching this, who are unable to do business right now, like I understand that we are incredibly lucky in that we have a business that our team could go virtual, could work on a computer from their homes and we're still able to do business. But if you own a salon, if you own a coffee house, if you own something right now where there is a pause on your business, I know that that is terrifying. I know that that is terrifying, but how long have you been asking for more time to finally write your emails? How long have you been asking for the opportunity to get above your business and figure out a plan? How long have you been saying, man, I wish I could really focus in on marketing or I wish I could really figure out my social media or I wish I could watch YouTube videos to learn how to do this thing better. You have been asking for time to work on your business. And I will say this, because there are people that will not do anything right now because they don't know what the future looks like. You have to create what you believe the future to look like right now. If you wait until the future shows up, you will be behind those who have already started ch chasing it. So you, in some ways, have to, just with the sense of what your personal set of needs are, with what you believe the impact of this to be, with how you think things might change in the future, think about how what you do now and how it can pivot into a space that meets the needs of where people are going or are already at. Because if you wait until everything resets and a new normal is established, other people will have the jobs. I, again, I'm not trying to be an alarmist. The jobs report came out today. 6.6 .6 million people filed for unemployment this week after 3.2 million did the week before. That is the biggest number of people in the history of the United States. There will be more unemployment that happens. So knowing that that's the case, yeah. how can you use the leverage of urgency, of, of the freedom of not having to stay connected to what you've historically done to do something that will serve the needs of people who may find themselves without work, that may have a different kind of digital economy, that may not have them going back into public spaces for three months. There, there have to be things that you have as skills that can apply in this new world. Whatever that is, it's time today to go and do something. You know, something that Greg said yesterday that I thought was so great was he said, I was talking to him about how much I've been working. Like we have been hustling, not hustling, but like so productive, so much work. There's so many things to do, right? Because we're trying to figure out how to work in this new environment. And we recognize, even if not everybody does, that y'all, even when things go back to normal, it will never be the same. 
No matter what business you had before, it's changing in this environment. And if you still have a business on the other side of it, it's going to look differently. And so I was talking to him about how much we've been working and he was like, you know what? Thank you for saying that. Because he said, all I'm seeing on social media is people talking about watching Netflix and hanging out and not, he said, me and my friends are working harder than ever. And now we're working harder than ever in just weird circumstances with our toddlers running around beside us. It didn't, we didn't stop working. It didn't, yeah. sun, we didn't go on vacation just because this is happening. And some people are like, this is my vacation. And I know there are people watching this. I don't, I don't say this disrespectfully. You lost your job. You got furloughed. Your partner, but, and, and maybe you're one of the people who did file for unemployment, but that doesn't mean that right now, don't lose the opportunity of the next 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. If you're unemployed, what's the plan? What have you always wanted to do? Is this the time you start the podcast? Is this the time you write the book? What are you going to create? What are you going to put into the world? Because you have the blessing of time. Keep asking yourself, how can this be for me? Yeah. How can I use this to my advantage instead of seeing it as something awful that's happened? And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, Go to thehollisco.com at the top of the page. We are doing a community challenge called Next 90 Days. It's the idea of living intentionally for the next three months of your life. It is 100% free. This week at the week, the topic is perspective. I taught a 40 minute class about how to have perspective in hard times. On Monday, we're talking about joy. I teach another class that's about how to reach for joy even when it feels like the world's burning down around you. The week after, the big guy's teaching on habits, how to have habits even when it's hard. It is 100% free content. We just want as many people as possible to focus in on being intentional and centered instead of this idea of like, what's happening, right? Give us this music. Man, what a song. This is the song that we're going out on. What a song. Get out of your chairs. What? Get out of our chairs for what? For Van Halen. No, I know, but what would you like us to do once we're out of the chair? I'd like you to move your body. I want you to feel the, the guitar and the piano. It's time right now to change your perspective on how we are going to get through this thing together. The intros on these songs They're are so, so long. long. They are so long. It's gonna be more music. Maybe this is when I learned to play piano. Not just air piano. You gotta go to a chorus, brother. You gotta I don't go to a chorus. Here we go, here we go. Nope, not yet. It never gets to the chorus. <laughs> here we go. Is this as loud as it goes? Sing it. You better sing it. Still on the chorus. Where's the chorus? Tomorrow and we will see you here then. <laughs> 9 a.m. Central, 
Tell your friends. The next episode of the show, if you are doing next 90 day challenge, our only ask to you, we are not charging for our only ask is that you put it on your social, you tell other people about it, your friends, your family, anyone in your community that you feel like could use it as a resource. We just want as many people as possible all over the world reaching for this idea of more. We love you guys. We will see you manana. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at the Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.